Good evening. For those who don't know me, my name is James Munoz Bruin, and I'm going. I'm giving my testimony. I hope you guys learn gain something from it. Um, I want to start off by saying that I wasn't born into a Christian home. On my mom's side of the family are all Jehovah Witness. So I grew up to go, going to the Kingdom Hall, which is where they have their churches church at. Knowing not what I was listening to, it wasn't until I was about 10 when I decided I, would, I didn't want to go anymore. Now at that point came the time when I stopped having feelings for God or even knowing any, that, anything that had to do with Him. So at this age, until I was about 16, that I did many things that weren't good, which was swearing to my parents and disobeying them. But I always knew there was a God because at 16 years old, I, I almost lost my mom. A vessel popped in her brain and doctors had to put her in, on an re assisted respiratory system. I prayed to God asking him not to take him away, f away from me. That morning I found out she went into a coma in the middle of the night and she woke up after being in it for three hours. When I heard my dad tell me this, I just broke down crying because I couldn't believe it. Then it all happened again with my dad. He had a bleeding ulcer and it was bleeding to death. This happened a few months later. Just like, just like I did when my mom was in the hospital, I prayed for God to help me, and I begged him not to take my dad away from me. And the next morning, my mom got a call from the doctor saying that my dad made it just in time, and he would be fine. Also during this time, I wasn't doing good in school, and the thought of even walking on the stage during graduation was just a dream, because I had so many things going wrong in my life. Then I stopped caring about what I did anymore. In my mind, there was nothing to live for anymore. I just wanted to die. After all these things happened with both of my parents, and for them to still be in my life, I give thanks to, to God because I knew he would never leave my side. From there, I started to go to God when I needed help and answers. Everything started to go great until I stopped talking to him and coming to him when I needed to talk. After all these things going on in my life, one of my good friends told me to, about a, so a place to play soccer and how it was held by a church. He told me to come out and play. When I started to go out more and more and to play soccer, I started to hear about the gospel. But at first I ignored it, and I just wanted to play. Then one day my friend told me to go one night on Friday to youth group. And I finally went to youth group, and something struck me and told me that I really needed to change. How I lived and that, and that I lived, that even through all the bad things, things there is good news, the gospel. Knowing that someone cares so much about me that he sent his own son to die for me so I could be with him and be sure where I'm going when I pass from this life. When I got saved, to be honest, I don't re remember exactly when I was saved. All I can remember is me crying on my knees next to my bed telling God that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing anymore and I needed help. I needed someone to take my pain and my problems and, and that I needed a savior. That's when I knew I was saved because after the, I fell asleep crying, I woke up feeling like someone told me that it was going to be all right. <sighs> I felt no more problems or pain. I knew that I had a Savior in the Lord Jesus Christ. And my future with God. Now knowing that I'm saved and that I have a place in heaven and a God that's so forgiving, it feels so good to know my problems and my burdens are lifted. But even now, there's times I lose faith and I forget about the Lord. But every time his, this happens, I go and read Psalms 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. When I read this, I know in my heart that I will always be, he will always be on my side, even through all the bad times and the times to come. That he will not leave my side, like it says in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your, your God, he is the one who give, goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And I also knew that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And I have eternal life with him in heaven forever because he goes to make a place for me, prepare a place for me. I also have to, have to say thanks to him for him being on my side. I can finally walk on the stage of graduation knowing that it's no longer a dream but a reality and that I couldn't have done it without him. And that's it. And I'd like to pass it to my brother, Isaiah. Good evening. Um, tonight I'd like to talk about my testimony and um, a little bit more. Um, since I don't have a uh, dramatic testimony um, about how God saved me from um, a life of drugs or a life of drinking, um, I'd like to talk about what happens after you get saved. So first of all, I'd like to share my testimony with you. Um, when I was three, my parents led me to, uh, to Christ, and uh, I realized that I was a, uh, a sinner and that I needed a Savior. Um, and so I accepted Christ as my Savior, and at that point, um, I became um, a child of God. But at the same time, I became a little bit more than a child of God. Um, I also became a soldier of Christ. And so tonight I'd like to talk to you about what a soldier of Christ is and, and um, basically it's his characteristics. So if you have some Bibles, um, I'd like with you to turn to me to Second uh, Timothy chapter 2. Um, in reading in verse 1, we see, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me a good sol as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Christ Jesus, risen from the dead, descendant of David according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus and with eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remember them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of, hearers, of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid worldly and empty, empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. 
and their talk will spread like gangrene among them who are Hymenaeus and Philetus, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place, and they upset the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone whose name, who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now in a large house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor and sanctified, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged. So going from verse 1 to 24, um, starting in verse 1, we see that he is strong. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And basically that means that we don't have to be strong in ourselves. We have Christ Jesus who we can be strong in. And um, so we have someone who, who is basically has a strength for us. Um, and going to verse 4, we see that he is single-minded. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him. We see that uh, he has, um, he, he's focused in, uh, in the task set before him and he's not wavering, um, getting himself, it says here, entangled in, in the affairs of everyday life. Um, in verses 5 and 6, we see that he is, uh, he is strict or he is uh, on a straight path and that... Um, if anyone, reading in verses 5 and 6, also if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. So basically he abides by the rules and he wins his prize. Um, in verse 6, the hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. So if you abide by these rules and you abide by the way you're supposed to walk, you're going to, get the, uh, you're going to reap the reward, so to speak. Um, skimming down to verses 11 through 13, we see that he is secure in the promise that Christ has given him. Um, it is a trustworthy statement, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So even if we lose faith, Christ will still be faithful towards us, because he cannot deny himself. Um, going on to verses, verse 18, we see that he is sound in faith. Um, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place. Um, and these men are Hymenaeus and, and Philetus um, in verse 17. But um, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place, they, and they upset the faith of some. So these men went about and they started preaching something that was false. And uh, therefore, they, they upset the faith of some. And we see here that this is a negative of a soldier of Christ, that he is sound in faith. And even if these things come about, he's not going to waver from his faith because he knows the truth and he is sound in the word and he knows what is truth and what is false. Um, in verses 21 through 23, we see that he is sanctified. Um, and in verse 24, we see that he is a bondservant of the Lord um, and that he must not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged. Um, and patient when wronged basically means if I were to offend a brother, that he's patient um, and, and he doesn't just lash out at me and take revenge. Um, so these are all, as we see, characteristics of a soldier of Christ. 
Um, now let's see what a soldier of Christ is armed with in order to fight spiritual battles that, that might come about from the devil. Um, if you would, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Starting in verse uh, verse 10. Um, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Um, basically here, we don't have to rely on our own strength in order to fight battles that the devil might um, send our way and might try and, and, and mix us up and, and discourage us. We can rely on the strength of the Lord and in the power of His might. Um, and going on to verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. We see in the beginning of the verse, the first two words, put on the full armor of God. Um, we see that we have to put it on. We can't just have it in front of us and not use it. Otherwise, it does us no good. Um, so put on the full armor of God. What is the full armor of God? Well, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Um, so we're not fighting a physical battle of flesh, me against another brother or, or against another sister. We're fighting against the devil who has a spiritual a spiritual power in this world um, that can get inside our minds even if we don't allow him to, that he can find a way to get in, whether it's a distraction, um, whether it's whatever. Um, so what do we have to fight against these things? Um, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So we see two defensive um, two defensive pieces of armor here. We see a, a, a battle skirt and we see a, a, a breastplate. Um, and going on to verse 15, we see, uh, we read, having shod your feet with the preparation and the gospel of peace, um, and basically being able to go out and, and preach the gospel and share with other people. That way you can uh, spread the gospel and, and, and further um, the ministry that God has set before us. Um, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith which w with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Um, I don't know about you, but I didn't know that the devil had flaming arrows that he could fire at us. That's pretty intense. Um, aside from the fact that we have a spiritual battle going on that we can't see. I think that even in this room there are things going on like distractions that we can't see but that that are going on around us. Um, so aside from that, we have flaming arrows coming at us too. But then we have a helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Um, so it's not a physical sword that we can fight with, but it is the Word of God that we can retain in our minds and, um, and, and memorize and be able to bring up Scripture to encourage us and to, uh, to fight against these spiritual battles. Um, and finally, verse 18, um, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert for all perseverance and petition for all saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known the boldness of the ministry of the gospel. Um, so we see here that Christ has given us tools and able to fight spiritual battles. And aside from that, God has given us, um, he, he's also fighting with us. It's kind of like being in an arm wrestling fight and, um, and someone there that you really care about and someone that cares about you um, helping you and, uh, and talking you through it. And aside from that, pulling the other person's hand down, that way you can overcome these battles. Um, so with that, I'd like to close um, with the word of prayer. And um, let's pray.
God, thank you for this day. Um, thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross. Um, thank you that you have given us these tools with which we can fight spiritual battles. And aside from that, thank you that uh, you are working on our behalf and, and helping us through these spiritual battles. I pray that you'd bless the remainder of this night and uh, bless uh, pizza night. And, uh, and I thank you for the opportunity to come here and, and share my testimony and for J.J. to share his testimony. Um, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.